So Jan just left the studio, and I'm in here with the mic hot. So for the first time, here on episode 50 of Confessions of a Recovering Landlord podcast, I'm going to do the intro. So how much of your office do you actually use? I don't mean now, but before COVID hit. A recent study suggests that office occupancy may not have been used to the extent previously thought. I'm Bob Gibbons, and my co-host Jan Gibbons will be on this in a minute. All that and more on this episode of Confessions of Recovering Landlord podcast. Humble apologies, our listeners. I will not leave the studio again while the mic is hot. That said, we are discussing all things COVID in office. Before COVID, wouldn't you say, Bob, the unauthorized podcaster, (laughs) that most offices were bustling with activity? A veritable beehive (laughs) buzzing with happy people generating profits. (laughs) Okay, even when I'm here, I can't control them. Just bear with me, people. Okay, well, maybe not, according to an article on Globist.com. That would be Globestreet.com. <laughs> no, you have Globus. Yeah, but it's it's actually Globe Street is what it's really called. But well, how am I supposed to know that when it's typed incorrectly? I, I couldn't tell you. We've done read this really cool article by somebody, <laughs> which cited a study by Verge Sense, which found that office spaces were greatly underutilized before COVID, and not just a little bit. We're talking about 30% utilized. Isn't that shocking? Well, yeah, it's shocking. And actually, I kind of question the validity of the study, so... So do I. I still don't know who it's by. (laughs) Well, Verge Sense, were you not paying attention? Well, or who published Verge Sense (laughs) article. (laughs) Globist.com. Well, you know what? It was it was interesting. There was no mention of their methodology in the article. So I had never heard of Verge Sense. So I had to go look them up on the interwebs just to, well, guess what their business is. I'm clueless. Office Utilization and Transformation <laughs> Consulting. So they may have a little bit of a dog in this race, but, you know, they actually use deep learning sensors, electronic sensors, which count people as they move around throughout the office. Big brother. Yeah, kind of, but they also have an impressive list of clients like Cisco, Royal Bank of Canada, British Petroleum, Genentech, 26 Fortune 500 companies. And their website also says that they've worked on more than 40 million, or they monitor more than 40 million square feet of space in 29 countries. So maybe we should pay attention to their study after all? That's what I'm thinking, but... I'm sure there's a wide variety or variance in the utilization of space from one industry to the next and from one company to the next for that matter. But, for example, you know, we have clients that pack people in. I'm talking like seven to nine people per thousand square feet. Claustrophobic. While others may only have two to three people per thousand square feet. Wide open prairies. (laughs) (laughs) But then many of those people travel, uh, you know, they work from home occasionally, they're sick, et cetera. So 
I'm sure all that plays into the 30% utilization rate that was mentioned. Okay, that 30% stat was before COVID. They say the average utilization in January of 2021 was only 7.9%. Yeah, and I can actually see that. I mean, Castle Systems, that's K, Castle with a K, Castle Systems uh, installs and manages electro- electronic entry systems in office buildings, and they say that the average occupancy for the 10 largest cities in the U.S. is only 24%. Now, that's people actually coming and right. using somebody. their cards. Yeah, right. somebody. Not everybody. But uh, that's for the whole building. Dallas has been at the top of that uh, list of occupancy with around 40%, but 7.9% is only 26% of the 30%. So that actually is kind of consistent. 26% of what they previously said, Castle saying 24%, that's pretty close actually. So I would say those are kind of in agreement. They also say that office space is being used more collaboratively since the pandemic, with a 15% increase in the amount of overall utilization dedicated to collaborative work. I trust that's with a mask and six feet of social distance. <laughs> well, I'm sure that's what While everybody would want. collaborating? You know, I can totally see that, you know, because companies let let their comp- uh, their employees work from home more, and they require that o- uh, they only come into the office when they need to work together or, you know, meet a client, let's say, or whatever. But so it wouldn't surprise me to see that that number continue to go up in the future. So we still need office space, just build it out differently. Yeah. The answer is yes, people. Yes, well, you need it. I mean, utilization and allocation are two different things, right? So the study points out that there is a mismatch between how much space is allocated for different uses versus the utilization of those spaces. So, you know, 83% of office space, they say, is allocated for individual work. So think single family offices, right? Or even cubes. Uh, so that's what it's allocated for. And and only 28% was allocated for um, other kinds of work, collaborative work, et cetera. And, uh, and so that's the space that they're saying uh, was used, the collaborative part. Um, let me make sure I'm reading this right. He got his numbers all bum-fuzzled. So the 83% of office space that was allocated for individual work was only utilized 28%, while 17% that was allocated for a collaborative was used 35% of the time. So all that's saying is that collaborative space gets utilized to a greater degree than individual space. And 80% of the time, Bob's 100% right on his stats. <laughs> <laughs> so it would appear that companies were getting a better return on their collaborative space investments than individual space investments before the pandemic. Yeah, and that differentiation, I think, has only increased during the pandemic, and I think it will likely increase in the future. Oh, what's the takeaway? Well, I would say be careful what you, how you finish out your office space. I mean, ask yourself and your team some hard questions. Such as? Well, like, do you want to pay for individual offices and cubes so employees can come to work and then sit alone sending emails to each other and to clients? Uh, I mean, that that's what a lot of people are saying is, why do I go to the office, sit by myself, and send emails to my associates and clients? When I could do that at home or at a co-working place exactly. is what you're saying in lieu of. Okay. Um, another question is, what activities can only be done in the office? That's really key right now. Breakdancing. <laughs> Sorry, that's the first. No, the breakdancing competition. Oh, okay. You can breakdance at home. <laughs> you just can't compete with someone else on that. Another one: Who needs to come to the office to do their job, and how many days a week does that require? Um, another one: Who wants to come to the office, 
versus staying at home. That's a biggie right now. Um, you know, and and what are you going to do if you need the client, I mean, the employee to come to the office, but they don't want to? That's that's where it gets a little sticky. Um, who should get a dedicated private office, a dedicated desk, a dedicated cube versus a hot desk? You know, where they, they just get whichever one's available that day. Uh, another question would be, how can we arrange the office to encourage and facilitate collaboration among employees and with clients? And well, uh, duh, bring cinnamon rolls and put them in the middle of the room. Oh, that sounds awesome, actually. Right? Let's make some later. <laughs> uh, and then another question would be, can the office be rearranged quickly, easily, and cheaply as our business changes and we learn what works? Think. It's, well, it, go ahead. It sounds like flexibility will be more important than ever as companies experiment and learn what's best for their teams. And I have to put in a shameless plug here. Go listen to the very episode that we did a couple of weeks ago. That would be episode 46. Was it? Okay. It was. That, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that one gave, Crystal ball time. gives you, gives the client, the user, sort of ultimate flexibility mm-hmm. because with that kind of an office setup, you can move everything around over a weekend. What you're even seeing it in homes. People are changing out a living room for an office or an old bedroom for a gym. I mean, people have gotten creative. So I think flexibility is the name of the game in a lot of places. I mean, even look at just going to Walmart and Target. The queue up line. I mean, like when you go in, there's someone there sanitizing a cart for you, and they have like a runway of carts where that wasn't there before. Well, there used to be. I I don't see that in a lot of places anymore. Saw it today. Did you really? I did. Wow. Okay. I said hello. Thanked him. <laughs> Appreciate your Lysol in my buggy. <laughs> so I think bottom line is that you just got to ask a lot of these questions to get to an office configuration that is more consistent with what it is that you really want to accomplish. Right. And, Which starts uh, by knowing what you want to accomplish. Well, and you got to talk to your employees. You got to talk to your, your customers. Uh, I mean, there's just so many things to, to consider these days that are questions that were rarely never asked before. I mean... Didn't have to be asked. Where do you want to live? I mean, whoever would have asked no, that question right? of an employee in the past? It's like, no, we office here, therefore you better move mm-hmm. and live close to us. Right. Now, oh, you want to live in Montana? Have a nice life. <laughs> we'll see you on Zoom or Microsoft Teams or whatever. Well, thanks for listening to another unauthorized episode <laughs> of the Confessions just, of Recovering Landlord podcast. That was just the intro that was unauthorized. At Riata Commercial Realty, we exclusively serve companies that lease or purchase office and warehouse space. We never represent landlords. Find us at texastenantrep.com or give us a call at 972-677-0028. And I'm predicting that this fun episode is going to score higher on those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and others than any other episode we've ever done. Okay, for once, I don't want that to happen because then you'll think it's because you made that unauthorized intro. Goodbye.